Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. My name is Nick. I am joined by the one and only, the the Brad to my Chad. That's what Bruno always says, right? It's QTB's Brad. There he is. Nick, episode 99. We are here under, you know, rain or shine, you know, on the uh, like on the baseball play card, it says rain or shine, you know, no exceptions, you know, the concert still goes on, the show <laughs> must go on. We are here and we're we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to knock it out of the park. We're making it happen, you know. Yeah, if you if you caught us on social media, you saw us say that there wasn't going to be an episode and we're on Discord. But then we said, you know, at, at, at the way after we should have aired, we were like, okay, well, actually, we can we can make this work. So it will be kind of an abridged episode, um, and that's okay because you know this is kind of the warm up episode ninety nine to the big one hundred, right? That's coming up uh, next episode, hit, hitting triple digits, a big milestone for any podcast. Exciting times, right, Brad? Yeah, we're we're kind of the penultimate episode to the 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 triple digits, the one zero zero. The century mark for quit the build. Yeah, yeah, and and so much more to come. And yeah, I guess we'll just hop right into it because one of the things that we really wanted to to come on the air today to talk about are some huge, huge announcements for our uh, for really our whole network. So we just announced this on on Twitter, all our social media platforms. Uh, we are officially an affiliate partner for uh, not only Belkin, who provides amazing electronics accessories, charging cables, docks, you name it, a lot of great stuff. If you're a smartphone user, and as, as Blizzard says, you know, it says, don't you have phones? Um, we all do. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into that too. But also, I mean, and, and as a gamer, you know, this is a, a brand that is synonymous with gaming, and that is we are officially an affiliate partner with Razer. Not the scooters, the electronics guys. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate the throwback, though. The throwback was a nice <laughs> curveball because I, I still have my razor put away from back in the day. But no, that is incredible news, Nick. Incredible news for the network, for all of us here at Quit the Build, and for all of you out there who love to support us and love Razor and Belkin products. What a great opportunity to kill two birds with one stone and you know get your Razor products and support Quit the Build. What can I you mean, say? you can't go wrong, right? So if you look in our show notes uh, for this episode on YouTube or any podcast platform, you'll see our affiliate links. Um, so you can go through there, and there will be some some deals that pop up there on either uh, of those sites when you go in. Um, but we'll also be sharing with you, you know, as part of our, our podcast episodes, exclusive deals, promos um, that you can get through our show and through our, our special link. So be on the lookout for that. Just a really exciting time uh, because, you know, Razor is... They're a brand that are that they're synonymous with gaming, um, and they've really become a lifestyle brand, you know, and, and something that I think really mirrors uh, the core mission of Quit the Bill, which is to bring positivity and fun back to gaming. So, uh, yeah, we are we are just uh, over the moon about this one. Well, and doesn't that tell you that we're now becoming synonymous with gaming as well? I mean, that's what we think we are, but this this should be in some ways validation that we are we are the premier gaming podcast and entertainment podcast. You got to come check us out and. Come check out who we get to work with. That's right. Yeah, and be on the lookout soon on our website. We'll also have uh, a section there for you to see uh, all of our affiliate partners and uh, get that information if you want to support the show. Great way to do it and get some some sweet merchandise in the process. 
Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and hop into the story that we wanted to talk about today. And <laughs> this is a fun one. This is coming from uh, uh, over at uh, the Hollywood Reporter of all things. Normally, we you know IGN or or something else, but today <laughs> branching it's the Ho- out here, Nick. <laughs> yeah, this is this is maybe the first time we featured the Hollywood Reporter on the podcast. Uh, talking about uh, Jason Momoa, you heard this right, is set to star in a Minecraft movie for Warner Brothers. Um, and of all things, the uh, the filmmaker Jared Hess, who made Napoleon Dynamite, is going to direct this film. I, I, I didn't see this coming. I had heard something about whispers of of a Minecraft movie. Um, and it was just a matter of time. I mean, it's, it's, it's I think, the top-selling video game of all time, you know, because it's been out for so long, so many platforms. Everyone and their moms played Minecraft. So it's no shock that if, if Sonic and Mario um, and even smaller franchises like Mortal Kombat are going to get the Hollywood treatment, right, that we're going to see this happen in, in the form of Minecraft. But if you had asked me, Brad, to name who I think <laughs> is going to star in this, not to say it's going to be live action, but if you would get, I, I don't think Jason Momoa would have been anywhere close to my top 100 picks, right? I mean, that is definitely the curveball of all curveballs for this movie. I mean, Cal Drogo, Aquaman. Now you're going to tell me he's going to expand his range even more and play in this Minecraft movie? I mean, yeah. I, but, but who knows? It could be so out of left field that it's just right. It works. You know, yeah. I'm going to be on that side of the coin that it's going to be so it's so crazy. It's so unexpected that you're going to be I couldn't have imagined it being anyone different now. Once we see the movie, I'm going to be on the side of positivity that it's going to be a home run role for him and for the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, some interesting facts about this one are that, that uh, I mean, it, look, the game's been out since 2011, but some of the the people that they have uh, been tapping to to work on this movie are very interesting um, they have uh, uh, Rob McElhenney from It's Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, who is going to be one of the ones directing uh, this film. So, I mean, it's just, there's all these little facts about it. And, I mean, you think about the the path that Minecraft has taken, you know, since coming out uh, over a decade ago, which, uh, you know, that that checks out for me. Some, some games are like, really, it's been that long? Minecraft, it feels like it's been 11 years, because like GTA, it's been on every platform known to man. Um, that, uh, you know, had a a hundred million users just a few years, uh, after launch. And of course there was the, uh, the big news of Microsoft acquiring their, their company, right. For, for $2.5 billion in 2014, which at the time I think was one of the biggest, if not the biggest video game acquisitions. Of course, since then, uh, those numbers have been, uh, uh, handily trumped, but, uh, you know, just for one game, really, you know, Mojang was really just known for, for Minecraft and notch the player, uh, the, the, the player, the, uh, the the programmer who created that game basically by himself before it became much more. Um, it is it is a it is a, a title that is just synonymous with gaming, right? Where even if you don't like Minecraft or you're not anywhere near the orbit of Minecraft, if you're a gamer, you know what Minecraft is and you're all about it, right? Yeah, and and I think it's just so much a sign of where we're seeing gaming movies are. They're on a hot streak right now, right? I mean, we've just saw. Uh, 20th century launch recently that hit with Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy. Yeah. And I know Fortnite even had a couple emotes and things from that movie. And, you know, obviously Paramount's had success with the Sonic movies and the sequel, I think, just recently came out. So I think you're seeing now gaming movies beginning more steam and then now bigger actors and actresses who are also now being cast in those roles to be in these movies because it is a way for them to 
it's I, it's kind of like a a venture out project for them. You know, it's not so serious. It's maybe a new opportunity to test out comedy or humor or something different than they're used to playing in their normal, you know, kind of casted roles. So I see this as another win for the gaming industry, for gaming movies, and Jason Momoa could end up being the next one in the, the line of surprisingly great casts, castings in these movies. I, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, look, you're absolutely right that we're in just a new golden era. Maybe maybe the first golden era. I wouldn't even say new for for quality gaming movies. We've talked about this many times on on the podcast about how, you know, we we had you and I had to grow up and a lot of gamers had to grow up with just these very flimsy adaptations that were cheesy. They had the wrong people directing it who weren't in touch with the games they were playing. They just wanted to cash in on these IPs. But we're finally, I think, at at an age now where we're and gaming has reached an age now where these these IPs, the people who are directing it, the people who are in the driver's seat, they know these games. They've played these games. Mm-hmm. They're able to create experiences and movies that they know gamers are going to like, which is a far cry from um, heaven forbid I, I I once again call Johnny Leguizamo and and Bob Hoskins for uh, the horrors of the original Super Mario Brothers, but how far we've come, right? <laughs> you know, you're looking at the new Mortal Kombat movie, which did well, um, Detective Pikachu, which did very well and proved that Pokemon mm-hmm. very much can stand on its own in the box office. But then, my goodness, Brad, you know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, right? The original movie uh, coming in at uh, at over three hundred million dollars for for revenue in the in the box office. Um, and now, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, we don't have really the final numbers, but I mean, it's consistently been the number one, number two movie um, in theaters. So there's a lot to love. And I think that Minecraft, especially with this level of talent that seems to be behind it, is going to be able to cash in on this. It seems like it'd be really hard to mess up because there, there is lore in Minecraft, don't get me wrong. But when you have a main character named Steve, you know, who most people <laughs> wouldn't even know unless you played like the the story games right he's just a guy (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard to like angry birds you know create a an experience around what people are familiar right that voxel style world um and and just go from there as long as you have fun with it it's gonna it's gonna be great and think about that you have a built-in fan base who will want to go see that movie right you've got a hundred million people who just on the premise of loving the game will want to go see that movie and Definitely. The, the entire other maybe crossover demographic and others who just love Jason Momoa, whether it's because of his previous roles. And so you cross pollinate those and you might have a winner on your hands. I'm just saying <laughs> you you really can't. I mean, you can't go wrong. I just I never would have thought. And I did a uh, I did a TikTok video making fun of this about how like, OK, well, if Jason Momoa is going to play Steve, like you're going to have to get he's going to have to get a haircut like you. You know, you got to go a little more a little more boxed in. A little more high and tight, <laughs> but I, I mean, it is an animated it. movie, right? So, yeah, uh, that's fair. He should be okay. He should be okay. Good times. Well, what? yeah, you know, we'll 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 see what happens. Obviously, we have a, a long ways to go here, um, and uh, oh. you know, Shane, we have Shane Smith uh, saying, you know, just like GTA Six is coming in nine thousand forty-five. <laughs> Maybe this movie will too. It seems like these these movie adaptations take forever, and also we have Epic Capture Productions in the in the building. 100% he's going to go see it for Minecraft and for Jason Momoa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I the, the, the guy's a dreamboat. Let's just be honest, you know? I, and I say that as I, I'm as straight as can be. I mean, the, the Jason Momoa is a, a superstar. 
oh, he's on my man crush list, man. There's videos yeah. of him out in public throwing axes and drinking beers. And I'm like, where can I join in? <laughs> right? Like, that yeah. is my cup of tea. Like, right. if I'm not playing video games, I want to be throwing axes. I want to be throwing axes at walls and drinking beers. Like, there you go. You know, but I, I, I couldn't look as cool doing it because I don't have long hair. I don't have cool tattoos, <laughs> but I would love just to be a part of the entourage because it, it would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, so, definitely. You know, if he can bring that vibe to the movie, then who knows? You know, man, not, anything's uh, anything's possible. And there you go. And yeah, Epic Capture, absolutely right. He's right up there with Ryan Reynolds, who also like with D- Detective Pikachu. Right? It's so great seeing these uh, these these you know AAA or triple or A list is, is the correct term, not AAA. I'm thinking of studios. A list actors, you know, getting involved with these uh, these high budget movies, and uh, it just makes it a lot of fun, especially if you can tell that they're having fun. I mean, my gosh. Jim Carrey, as we've said many times, you know, has taken Sonic the Hedgehog and what could have been a very subpar flop in the first movie, along with that revision of Sonic, you know, he just stole the show and really owns the character of of Dr. Robotnik um, that just makes it into uh, a real treat to watch. So, well, yeah. Nick, I was going to, real quick before we move on, for our mm-hmm. listeners and for you, quick poll, quick, quick question. Okay. Was Ryan Reynolds better in Detective Pikachu or in Free Guy? Who'd you, where'd you Ooh. like him better? I I have to go with Detective Pikachu. I just, really? there was something so magical about him, you know, oh, you can hear me? And I don't know, like, and especially the twist at the end. That's just my take. I I, I very much enjoyed See, those movies. You're on the I'll other way? Play, I'm on the other way. I, I'm okay. with Free Guy. The scene <laughs> where he calls Captain America's shield in and blocks the, the punch, and then you yeah. get the cameo from Chris Evans. What the shit? Like, yeah. you, you can't, <laughs> I mean, that moment alone, but that entire movie, Free Guy, I went with low expectations and was overwhelmingly impressed about how great it was, the references to all the games, the, 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 what the movie was about. Like, it was, it was a very enjoyable movie that has such a great way of, of recognizing and appreciating, game, you know, the gaming industry. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll tell you who we appreciate in the gaming industry, and that is our sponsors. Thank you, as always, to our Patreon supporters like our QTB and Fuego supporters like Epic Capture Productions and Matt.Bat. Fuego! Yeah. And then, of course, our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, The Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, and the Intergalactic Pinecone. To all of you out there in internet land, if you want to support QTB, one of the best ways to do it is to do it on Patreon. Helps to support us directly and fund all of this amazing content that you know and love. For just $2 a month, you're going to get access to our bonus monthly Nostalgia Vault episodes. And uh, for $5 a month or more, you're going to get a shout-out on each and every episode like you just heard. And even at the, that $5 tier and up, Brad, you're going to get access to exclusive merch that you cannot get anywhere else. It's baked right into the price. You can't go wrong. Thanks, as always, to our supporters. Well, Brad, we have got one more story that we're going to get to. We got time for it. And this one is, is very interesting. It is it is about uh, uh, over at uh, Kot- actually well I, I'm going to invoke Kotaku. A lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> articles have talked about it. I happened to land on Kotaku because it was one of the few um, to talk about it. This article is talking about how we have over um, at uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Okay, they have this uh, you know emulator service, right? And that's one of the the draws of their monthly. Uh, subscription, right? Is that you can go on there and you can play NES games, SNES games, N64 games, and now Genesis games if you have that expansion pack. 
Now, there's been a lot of speculation about what are they going to do next, right? Because we know they're, they're, there's only a matter of time until they unveil another console. And that's exactly what we got with this story, that there seems to be a leak that indicates that the next thing that they are going to release for the Switch Online is a GBA emulator, okay? Game Boy Advance. Mm. Right, so this all starts, um, there, there's been multiple Twitter accounts that basically uh, dumped a uh, some files that showed emulators in development by Nintendo Europe Research and Development, which is aptly named Nerd. <laughs> uh, well, there you, 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 you can't gotta love that it, right? stuff. You can't, you can't write that. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. But yeah, so one of them um, is for the Game Boy. It, it's codenamed Hyo-O, but the second one is codenamed Sloop. Fun code names um, is for Can the Game Boy co- Advance. Code name Poyo instead of Hoyo. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Shout you know, well, yeah, you Kirby Poyo. Okay, I need I need to correct the record since you brought this up because many people said this to me in the first video. I said I said uh, Poyo, right? Which Kirby actually says Poyo, but I w- I guess I had chicken on the brain, so I said Poyo, <laughs> and so now yeah. everyone's like, "What he t- is Kirby? Is, does Kirby want chicken? Is he yeah. Spanish? He might be. I don't know. Yeah." yeah. Um, but in the last video I just did, I did correct it. And someone said, oh, you actually said Poyo. I said, yes, I, I, I took the constructive feedback. So now that's on no. the table. We can move on. Um, yeah, so this, <laughs> uh, this story, rather, uh, this uh, Twitter account, whose name is uh, Trash Bandicoot, love it, um, has uh, le- basically leaked a list of games that are supposedly have already been tested with this emulator. And I know Nintendo, man, they do not like leaks, so there's a good chance mm. someone, someone's going down for this one. It's happened before when games have been leaked early. Uh, but what we're seeing here are games like uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, Metroid Fusion, uh, Fire Emblem, Mega Man Battle Network, and even iconic RPGs like Golden Sun that really haven't seen uh, re-releases anywhere else. Uh, Gunstar, Superheroes, uh, Harvest wow. Moon games, Kingdom Hearts games, Kirby games too. And I know Kirby is very much uh, you know a, a popular thing right now with this new 3D outing, but it's going to be great to go back and play. But what's your take on this, Brad? Do you think that, I mean, right now it's just rumors, but there's a lot of, of data to back it up. Do you think that this is going to be the next step? And if so, do you think it's the right step? Ooh, those are two interesting and different questions. Uh, interesting, or is it the next? Does it look like it's the next step? If if we buy into these these leaks and these posts, yeah, it seems yeah. like it's legitimate. It seems like it's coming along. Personally, for me, I played Game Boy a ton growing up. Like Game Boy was your portable portable gaming opportunity, one and only ones until I think what like PSP came out, or there was some other ones later on, but. For the yeah. longest time, I mean, I had a Game Boy Advance that I played the crap out of. I had the light that plugged in so you could play at night. Like, I had every attachment possible. I mean, if if you could emulate all of those games now and have that be part of Switch Online, that's just expanding that library even more, making that value uh, so much higher than it already is for the games that you're getting in terms of that backwards compatibility, even if it's through an emulator. So. I think it sounds great. I think it's it's a natural move for Nintendo to not forget about that part of the library. It's really important. Nintendo's history is is just as deeply rooted in its in its mo- I, I, I want to say mobile, but it's really handheld <laughs> handheld titles um, as it is with its console games. You know, the Game Boy. Yeah, I mean, the Game Boy pretty much created a a market out of nothing, whereas Nintendo just recreated what had been done before with with Atari systems and even older. 
you know, this was them saying, this is this is going to be our our platform that we're going to continue to release these games for, make it affordable, make it durable. You couldn't do much better than a classic Game Boy. Lord knows I dropped that thing, threw that thing, and dropped it in a toilet at least once. And uh, my my original Game Boy was an absolute tank. Still survived and, up until and, the last and day I, I played have it. To wor- I don't have to worry about the memory battery dying and then losing my progress, right? Yeah. Now I can save things digitally, you know, or try to go back in the day, take apart my Game Boy game and replace that battery without touching the board so I still could play <laughs> my games. You had right? to do that? Oh, yeah, especially wow. for Pokemon, man. I had a Pokemon Red that was a fully complete, 150, had 150 on the Pokedex, and I was at, at risk of losing the memory because the battery was going to die, and I actually worked with someone to take it apart and put in a new battery so I could keep the, keep my progress. That is dedication right and there. And I still have it. I still have it to this day. I can I, I can bring it on another episode and show everyone I've got a, a Pokemon Red that's a fully completed Pokedex. That's so. uh, yeah. I mean, look, you put that much work into it. You gotta you oh, gotta I be able to some serious hours as a little kid playing that and trying to trade. I I even made sure my sister got blue so I could trade for the three Pokemon that you needed to trade through with the do old wire and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I I baited her into that and yeah, it was commitment. <laughs> I'm just saying it was you commitment. You got baited. Yeah. Oh man, that's so great. Yeah, I mean there's just so many memories and from what I've heard the GBA is actually pretty difficult to emulate properly. So hopefully this is a good sign, but I mean I think everybody knew it was just a matter of time until there would be another platform added. And I think you're right, the value proposition, really, really important for Nintendo here because they got a lot of negative press when the Switch Online expansion was released. The, the, you know, the, the classic package, which is the NES and SNES, not bad. But people looked at that, the, the N64 and the Genesis offering, and all of the basically doubling the price of this package mm-hmm. and saying, we're just not getting the value. Um, you know, and a lot of people like myself grumbled but went ahead and took it for the convenience of playing these games again. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, they're still waiting for announcements like this to tip them over the edge and say, absolutely, with this in the mix, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to play these games. And the good news is with these types of ROMs, it should be pretty easy for them to to bring in new games. It's just a matter of getting all their licensing lined up. Uh, you know, I think a lot of great games like Pokemon Pinball, any of the, the handheld Pokemon games, that'd be amazing to play again. Um, Red Blue could happen, who knows? Right now we're just seeing... Uh, Game Boy Advance games, but like I said, there was some confirmation that they are also working on a Game Boy Color uh, emulator, so it could just be a matter of time. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. This is just the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion, right? There's more to come with this. If they can start with the Advance and work their way back, possibilities are endless. You can't go wrong. That's right. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens, and uh, feel free to let us know in the comments, you know, what games you would like to see on on the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color, because I think uh, a lot of people are going to have different answers, you know. Uh, you know, you spent a lot of time on uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, so did I. I probably spent the most time on my, my Game Boys over the years playing Mega Man Battle Network on uh, Game Boy oh, Advance, because that game was just, there was oh. nothing else like it, like real time, but action, strategy, just, and, and Mega Man, which of course I'm a... I'm definitely a fan. Man, so I've saved mine for, for for my son. I've got a I've got a Game Boy Color, a Game Boy Advance, and I've got an original brick Game Boy that still wow. works. So yeah. and I've got Kirby's Big Adventure, I've got Battletoads, I've got Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, nice. Silver, Gold, Japanese Gold as well. Okay. I couldn't wait. I I was able to find a Japanese wow. copy, which I played, and it's impossible because I can't couldn't understand what I was doing, but I was able to actually catch like 60 Pokemon uh, and, and a handful of other <laughs> ones that, you know, uh, 
Um, I can't wait. My my the, all of the Game Boys still work. They were built so well, and I kept them stored that there's no issue with them. So I've got a Game Boy, Game Boy original Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game yeah. Boy Color, and a Game Boy Advance, the light purple see through one. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I've got that set aside to oh man to, to pull out one day and and play with my son. So. Not gonna lie, the way the retro gaming market is going right now with prices, you hang on to those things for another solid twenty years. Let your kids play it for a bit, take them back and sell it. You can probably retire. <laughs> I've got well, I've got the I've got the original. Or it's some one of the things that came out with it was like it was a hard case that you could carry the Game Boy in, and it says Game Boy on it. Do you know what I'm talking? Do, does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, I oh, have yeah. like that. I have a case like that that says mm-hmm. Game Boy on it, and your Game Boy fits in it and would close up. Yeah, and fold clothes with a little strap. Yeah, the I've shoulder strap. Oh, that, I had it. The shoulder strap. Yeah, I've yeah. got that put away too. So you maybe you're right. Maybe I need to you know throw throw nostalgia out the window and make some money. There you go. And some of our listener comments, Russell Hansen saying uh, the GBA had a big part in making long road trips bearable back in the day. They did, and especially once the the uh, the SP version came out because it was backlit, um, it was much mm-hmm. more compact. You know, that was the big thing is that we we didn't realize how hard we had it as gamers playing our handheld games with our little you know snake lights if we needed to until we got that backlit screen and we were just like, oh my goodness, this is the future, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, those, the, and the, the battery life, especially on the GBA, I think it w- went on like what, two AA batteries. And then the, the SP was one of the first, I think ever, uh, handhelds that you could charge. It had a rechargeable battery built in there. So you really got your money's worth. And then, uh, Shane Smith saying, I can't count how many times I've beaten uh, Pokemon. So you got a, a fellow, uh, Pokemon fan there in the audience. Good well, times. And Nick, you're seeing that even now you're seeing original Game Boy Color, is getting modded today to have the back, you know, the backlight capability. Yes. People want mm-hmm. people want that original feel, and so they're taking their old ones and having them modded with a new screen and and a, and and more power to have better sound and like, but they still want to have that handheld experience. So, um, yeah, Game Boy is here to stay. So the yeah. fact that Switch Online's picking up at least the advanced games for now, with more to come. Uh, I think it's a pretty strong and smart strategic move on Nintendo's part to uh, buy time for some new Switch releases or a new Switch console, which we've we've been rumored about and talked about in a previous episode. So I think it's another way to carve out that digital content that people are yearning for, and it's a quick win. And like you said, establishes that value that you want out of these right. kind of bundle things that you those bundle monthly subscriptions that you pay for. They're kind of kind of counter game pass right so yeah you need to yeah you know and you're right i think that's what nintendo needs to bank on because at the end of the day you just can't beat that retro feel of a classic game boy in your hands with that dot matrix display in front of you Um, and i'll tell you what else can't be emulated brad and that is our sponsor pierce unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business visit pierceunlimited.com i was holding on to that one for a few minutes I'll, I'll put it in post. I didn't put it in post in the last episode, but this time you're going to hear it in post. And if you don't hear that sound, you don't hear that password jingle in the background, Let you leave know. a comment. You say, Nick, yeah. I don't hear the, pa- the password jingle. I'll make it work for you, okay? I'll sing it myself if I have to. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Oh, hey, man, you sing so many other good jingles on TikTok. I wouldn't be surprised wow. if you could pull off the password jingle. So it's if a you wonder. haven't seen, folks, you got to yeah. go check Nick out on our TikTok. He is killing it. Every day with these songs, these jingles, 
He's getting people were reusing our songs. People want to do duets with him. Yeah. You know, people want live covers doing his live sessions. I mean, the guy is a TikTok music celebrity. I'm just telling you, you got to go check it out. And I'm well on my way to getting through all 100 Star Wars games because one guy, <laughs> this is one fan request. They said, hey, can the you name because I did the GTA games? They're like, hey, can you do the Star Wars games? And I, I, I just j- jokingly said, oh, sure. I thought, oh, it'd be like maybe a couple, couple, you know, videos, right? <laughs> Not and then I look times it up. The games. <laughs> Ninety-nine games, Brad. So I'm doing them all. We're on episode four right now. I got to put out episode five soon. But that's the kind of fun stuff you get on there. And yeah, you know, I'm a personal ahead. fan. I was personal yeah. fan of the. Uh, I didn't realize I was on mute. You know, I thought that <laughs> we, was a we great have one. All been there. Oops, I'm muted Muted again. again. Yeah. Well done. We've all been there, that is for sure. And yeah, you know, the fun doesn't stop at our at our TikTok account. We got so much going on, Brad, you know, not just these these new affiliate sponsorships or partnerships that we've announced, but also a lot of action happening right now on our blog. If you go to our website, quitthebuild.com, go to our gaming blog. Um, I just uh, wrote an article recently about the Kirby Balls craze, kind of a a, a, a look back. Right, because you know now that the they've they've removed the balls, they're gone. Um, the bollards are still there, but they removed the slip covers. Kind of talking about you know the craze, and also talking about some of the past promotions that Target has done with video games. And I'll go ahead and give you a little spoiler here, Brad. In my professional opinion, the Kirby balls are not the best video game promo that Target has ever done. And if you go on that web, go to the website, check it out. You'll see what my number one pick is, and I think you're going to agree because Target. When they when they go, they go hard on their video game promo. So check that out. Ooh, oh, yeah. I gotta get over the blog to check that out. And yeah. I, if I'm right, Nick, wasn't there something else on the blog? Didn't we just get a, a review on the blog as well, a game review? We did. So one of our network partners from One Hour One Decision, Chris, did a review of. Oh, and this game looks gorgeous, man. It is called Slipstream. It is kind of a retro style, you know, the early days of 3D racing. Um, a callback to that with music and everything and just classic graphics looking like it's straight off like the Sega Saturn, you know, um, that they, um, the, the, this, this uh, producer, publishing company, they had, they've had the game out on PC for a few years now. They just brought it over to Switch, Xbox, PS5, um, and PS4. So, yeah, Chris got to sit down and play with that game. And normally they do the one hour, one decision, right, podcast where they randomly play an Xbox game for an hour and render a verdict. Well, this is one hour, one review, where he played the game for an hour, Uh, and he's letting you know, after one hour of this game, is it worth your time? So definitely check that out. And just, man, so much, so much happening right now um, in the the QTB landscape that uh, really, it's it's a great time to be on board with what we're doing, right? Oh, completely. I mean, we our led QTB Legends yes. podcast episodes have been taken off. We've been killing it. Don, we've had a few episodes now with Don Traeger, co-founder of EA Sports, uh, big producer, marketer at Atari. I mean, his record and, and his resume speaks for itself. And let me tell you, we've got more in the pipeline for the QTB Legends podcast. Get excited. Get ready. There are more game-defining industry stories coming from other QTB legends coming soon. So be sure to check those out as well. That's right. And the best way to stay connected with all of it is to follow us on socials. And to follow us on socials, get on our community page, quitthebuild.com slash community. That will link you up with our Twitter, our Facebook, our TikTok, our Instagram, 
And of course, we even have a Discord. Shout out to our new Discord Lord, Terry. I gave him an official Discord Lord title. It's on there when you go. It says Discord Lord right at the top. It's Terry. And that's a great way for all of the folks who want to be a part of our community and who are a part of our community to interact with all of us. Yes. Share your thoughts, your comments, your ideas, and really get a chance to interact with us day in and day out and kind of see how we're always operating and talking about what's going on in the gaming world. We're we're just a group of people who want to spread positivity, love, and talk about games. If you just want to talk about video games, that's it, Brad. Well, everybody, listen. Make sure you are here next week because episode 100, it's going to be a big one. We got some fun stuff planned. Make sure to stop on by. Uh, a big celebration for Quit the Build and beyond. But until next time, for Brad, I'm Nick. And for Nick, I'm Brad. As Bruno says, peace out. What it do. What it do.